Yes, ladies and gentlemen, everyone, please be upstanding for the woman who sang the national anthem at the AFL Grand Final yesterday and is our guest on The Year That Made Me Now, one of Australia's great voices and great artists, Katie Noonan. Uh, The AFL Grand Final is a hell of a gig, but I have to admit that the gigs I'm looking forward to are those to mark the 20th anniversary of the album Polly Serena, the great breakthrough album from George, the group that Katie formed with her brother Tyrone. And since... Polly Serena, Katie's won five ARIA awards and been involved in all manner of uh, creative collaborations with the likes of the Australian Chamber Orchestra, Sydney Dance Company, Perth Hip Hop uh, Artist Draft. Uh, she was also the musical director for the 2018 Commonwealth Games and also apparently the very first Western woman to sing in Beijing's Forbidden City, the Imperial Palace in China's capital. Katie Noonan, welcome to The Year That Made Me. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well. Uh, great to be speaking with you. And uh, uh, got to ask first, how was the uh, how was the anthem singing at the grand final yesterday? It was amazing. I've actually never been to the MCG, and you know, I am uh, I love all sports, but to be honest, I'm more of a state of origin girl. Oh, but you weren't t- advertising that too much yesterday. I was not. No, I was not. <laughs> Um, I love AFL, but I don't understand it. So, but I, I love watching it, but I don't understand the game. Mm. But the energy in that space was extraordinary. It was really, really something else. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Katie, tell us a little bit uh, about the family that you grew up in, because it was a, a musical family and your early years leading up to, of course, the formation of George. Yeah, so my house had two obsessions. The news, basically, journalism and writing. My dad was a a journalist. He actually read the news for ABC New South Wales for quite some time. He was the the evening newsreader. So it was news and writing and music, my mum being an opera singer and also taught music from home. So they were the two obsessions. But I was lucky enough to have an older brother who helped steer me away from, you know, broth to sort of cool music in the <laughs> 80s, <laughs> even though I still love Ross. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we sort of just discovered music together and, you know, like the first album we bought, we saved up our money and bought together was Crowded House, Crowded House. And, you know, so, yeah, we it was a, a very, very musical, creative home. Yeah. Yep. And you mentioned that, that your, your mother Maggie was an, an opera singer and you, you trained yeah. classically as well. Yeah. Was there a pressure or a decision to make about whether or not you would uh, continue in the operatic tradition or, um, or, or, go, or go with your brother's music tastes? Um, no, look, like all good Catholic girls, I was going to be a nun. That was my <laughs> sort of goal in life. How's that turned out? And then I read the sign print and went, okay, no, that's not right <laughs> for me. Um, and then actually I, I wanted to be a human rights lawyer. So I actually got into law and was quite a sort of nerd at school because I wanted to, I knew how hard being an artist (laughs) is because Mm. I'd watched my mum and knew that the chance of me having an actual career was very slim. There are so many amazing artists that don't get to have a full-time career as I've been lucky enough to do. So I sort of always wanted a backup plan, but then I got into opera and I sort of, I ended up falling into the music degree. I did opera for 18 months and realised I didn't love it enough. So I went to the dark side of jazz and studied a jazz degree, which was really wonderful because 
I honestly knew nothing about jazz, but I loved the freedom of it and the focus on harmony and improvisation and stuff like that, which obviously went on to influence my songwriting. So, Mm. yeah. On the year that yeah. made me, we're speaking with Katie Noonan, uh, and, and Katie, you're you're uh, touring now on the twentieth anniversary yeah. of uh, yeah. the album um, Polis Arena. Now, uh, could you tell us a little bit about the the origin story of the band and what it was like to go through that you know that sort of big burst uh, onto the, yeah. the the national music scene twenty years ago? Yeah, well, it was a wild ride. When the album came out, we're pretty much the six or seven year overnight success story because yeah. we'd been touring our asses off, you know, basically thanks to the support of Triple J and Community Radio and, of course, the ABC Radio. We, you know, toured and toured and toured, did lots of... I remember we toured supporting Midnight Oil and, you know, the Whitlams and a few international acts earlier, like early Coldplay gigs and Macy Gray, actually. I remember we did an opening spot for her. So we just gigged and gigged and gigged. We made um, multiple, uh, three or four independent EPs um, but the band started very much, it's about family. It started with two sets of siblings, myself and my older brother, Tyrone, and Nick and James Stewart, identical twins. I was living with Jimmy at a, basically, I'd call it a artist drop-in centre in Brisbane. Um, very much a hippie house full of actors and musicians. And we just started jamming in the lounge room. And, you know, my brother had just come back from Europe. He'd been living in Dublin and he sort of was over bands. He was focusing on electronica and more DJ stuff. Mm. But then, you know, he bought a Wurlitzer keyboard and suddenly was in the lounge room with me and my mates. And, yeah, so it was a very organic accident sort of situation. Um, but then we realised there was a special thing going on and then we took it more seriously. And Yeah, and we never made music for the purposes of commercial success at all. We just wanted to make stuff that sounded unique. We didn't want to sound like anyone else. That was sort of our primary obsession. Um, But thankfully, uh, yeah, amazingly, the record ended up, you know, going a bit bonkers. So that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, It's 20 years on from the release of of that record. Uh, What year, Katie, have you chosen as the year that made you, though, and why? Well, I've picked 2005. So that was the year actually that um, I became a mum. Hmm. And my last gig with George was at the Sydney Opera House Forecourt in January 2005. And I had a pretty amazing human in utero. I was about <laughs> six months pregnant. Um, and I didn't know what I was having, but that since turned out to be my beautiful son, Dexter Huron, who is actually now the drummer on this tour. So it's this beautiful, bizarre, full circle moment where, um, once again, it comes back to family again and now we have the next generation playing with my brother and I. And, um, yeah, I mean, that was the year that obviously becoming a parent for any of us who are lucky enough to do it is, you know, that sort of, you know, your life changes irrevocably for the better. Um, And, yeah, that was when I just... So I decided to sort of... So leave the well, finish up with the band and focus on being a mum and a wife, and then more on a sort of solo career. Um, so yeah, that was the year that made me mm. it made me a mum. Yeah. yeah, I mean, did it did it strain uh, relationships to to leave the band uh, not long after such a, a, a big success? Even though, as you've said, you'd be you know you've been gigging together for yeah, yeah. for for years, and particularly yeah. given all those personal and family connections within the band. Um. No, 
look, we really felt like we had reached the end of our creative mm. path. We've made two albums that we were fiercely proud of. And I think actually for anyone that's worked with family, my brother and I needed to just be brother and sister yeah. and not sort of, you know, working partners and, and in a business and all that sort of stuff. Um, it had been a wild ride, a wonderful, wonderful ride, but it did feel creatively like we had reached the end. And being in a band, you know, a, a bit like, I guess, probably the stuff you do with your creative team, it's a huge commitment. It's all for one, it's one for all. Mm. Um, and I knew that I didn't want to, I knew that I wanted to focus entirely on being a mum and, and, and a wife and, and, you know, focus on that new part of my life. And I felt that it wouldn't be fair to sort of be in a band in a way because I wouldn't be able to commit to them the way I had up until that point. So, no, it was all good. It was very much meant to be um, and we left, you know, with a second album that we're super proud of or two albums that we're very proud of. And, um, yeah, no, 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 it's all good. But now, yeah, my brother and I are in the best sort of place we've ever been in terms of our relationship because we have had a break from being, you know, mm. gigging every night and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, it's great to hear that you're, you're back together to celebrate the 20th anniversary of the album and that the whole family, Next Generation, is part of it too. Katie, it's yeah. been delightful speaking with you for uh, the year that made me. Now, we always ask our guests at the end of this segment to uh, to pick a, a piece of music um, and I'm hoping that we're going to hear something that uh, involves you singing because it's always a delight wherever and whenever it happens. Uh, what are we going to go out with today, Katie Noonan? Well, I'm not entirely sure because I made a few suggestions. But I think it's going to be my cover of a Niles Barkley tune. That's that what correct? we've got here too. Good, yes. Excellent. Good, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. Um, so 2005 was the year that Crazy by Niles Barkley came out and um, I ended up doing a version with my band um, on my first solo album a couple of years later and this features Declan Kelly on drums who's actually given my Dexter a couple of... Um, drum lessons and mm. is a beautiful artist and is also the support act at our Sydney show on Gadigal Country on the 8th of October. So I figured we'd do... And I, I don't know who put this up on YouTube, some lovely random, but it's had... um. Over a million views. Oh, there you go. Oh, so, yeah, there you go. Happy good on them. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thanks again, Katie Noon, and all the best for the uh, the reunion tour. And here it is, uh, crazy uh, Katie Noonan star. Incomparable voice of Katie Noonan there, uh, her cover of Niles Barkley's Crazy, which, as we heard, has had uh, millions of views online and YouTube. And uh, Katie Noonan has got the band back together and brought in the next generation to celebrate the 20th anniversary of their breakthrough album, Polly Serena, and they're touring around the country with that one well worth checking out online. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.